This is exactly right. said no gifts i'm bridger weiniger look we have we i mean we should get a little business out of the way i apologize we have merch merch is available on the internet you're gonna have to just google it i can never remember the the url but we've got greeting cards we've got the gift master game it's the holiday season they want me to mention i'm mentioning there you go go get something bigger news I'm seeing a new optometrist, and uh, today he, I went and saw this man. He took my contacts out of my eyes for me. So that's something that I'm dealing with, a new chapter in my life where an optometrist has reached into my eyes to pull off my contacts. So if that explains whatever energy I bring to this episode, I hope that that's a little key, a little clue Let's get into it. Our guest, I adore. I just love this man. It's Damien Fahey. Damien, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you for having me. I adore you too. You're one of my favorite, favorite people. I'd never see you ever, but uh, <laughs> we've, we've hung out like three times. But we've you are pizza. truly one of my favorite people. Um, and in fact, I didn't want to mention it on our little pre-podcast chat because I figured this is a good little nugget for when we're live. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Dave Holmes, I love Dave Holmes. Yeah. And so Dave Holmes was at some sort of a Halloween party or something. And he, he texted me. Um, I got a text from him and he said, I just need you to know Bridger Weiniger is here and he's dressed as what was the costume? I went as a uh, woman having a horrible vacation. I mean, <laughs> that's so perfect. Oh, that makes me very happy. Uh, after the party, Dave and I had no communication at the party. Uh, he messaged me on Twitter to let me know about, that he had enjoyed my costume. Right. I let him know that I hadn't recognized him until he stood up for the costume party because he had this wig on. He went as mayor of Easttown. Oh, so okay. I had passed this kind of alarming looking person through the party with kind of a bizarre wig, not realizing sure. it was Dave. And it all came together far too late. But I think we both admired each other's costumes from afar or were at least kind of shocked and dismayed. Yes. Well, I can say for him, he, he was admiring your costume because you don't send a text to someone <laughs> who <laughs> it was wonderful. Anyway, I'm happy to be here. This is this is a treat. I'm so happy to have you here. And uh, like I said, up top. New optometrist. Damien, do you wear contacts? No. You know what I got? I got LASIK. And let me tell you something. You may not hear this from a lot of people who get LASIK. 
I may be the first ever to say this, but Bridger, it was the greatest thing I've ever done. Don't you hate the LASIK people that's, that if you ask someone who got LASIK about LASIK, they go, let me tell you something. <laughs> I guarantee they'll say like 90% chance. It, it was the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and um, I think that speaks to, a, you know, a life below a certain threshold of excitement. <laughs> You know, <laughs> if, if, if getting lazy, if getting a laser shot into your eye, it was the greatest <laughs> thing you ever did. I think we need to take you out and, you know, yeah. We get you, put you on a roller coaster or something. Some sort of thrill, One decent maybe meal. some sort of drug, you know, let's get right. a little dopamine pumping in you. This is just a sad statement that that's the greatest thing, but I get it. Um, it really is an amazing it really is an amazing thing. And, and I got it about 10 years ago and I was, I was working on the radio as a DJ out here and I got it offered to me for free as part of like an endorsement. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my mom just had it done and I said, well, I'd like to speak to the doctor. And, um, it was one of these, these companies you hear that have like, it had like a jingle. And I always think, oh, my God, there are so many red flags already with this free LASIK. They have Mm -hmm. a jingle. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is going to be between like a liquor store and a vape store in a, (laughs) you know, in a a little mall. (laughs) Um, But no, but I did a little video interview with the guy and I asked him, uh, you know, how many he's done. I said, I'm going to need to know how many you've done. And he goes, well, I do. I probably, I do, you know, thousands a year. So I've, I've probably done somewhere around 80,000 of these. And I'm like, Oh, whoa, well, that's a lot. I, I probably will be in, in good hands here. And, uh, and I was, and so it was, it, it is a remarkable thing. And, and kind of one of the weird, um, parts about it is you go I, I, up until 33 years old, I couldn't see things unless I had glasses on, you know, right, pr- right. pretty, pretty, pretty much that length of time, majority of my life. And then one day you get the surgery and you can see perfectly and you just wake up in the morning and it's like this weird miracle because, you know, that quick moment where you wake up and you don't realize that your brain doesn't, you know, recognize that you had the surgery. So it's just like this weird miracle that happens over the course of like a month. <laughs> right. And then you just slowly get used to it. And now there's probably two or three moments a year where I just out of the blue, I'll just be like, oh, right. I, I, I have lazy. I got LASIK. This is amazing. Now, walk me through the actual surgery, because up until literally a week ago, everyone that had had LASIK had basically d- described it how you had, you yeah. know, the whatever over the top best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And then I had some coworkers, two different ones in the same meeting. Uh-oh. Say that they had to be restrained while getting the the LASIK. That and also I think that they were given Xanax. Mm. So I'm now I'm now wondering because I have considered it, but I my fear is that my primal instincts overtake me and I'm like throwing the doctor off or doing moving jerking so hard that suddenly my face is sliced open. Yeah. Um, you don't want to move. You, you, because they say, don't, it's really, you get to a point where they, well, first of all, let me just, I'll, I'll, I'll take you through it. You do a little consultation. Uh, then you come back 
And then uh, they say, you, you cannot drive, you need someone to pick you up and, and drive you home. And I, I didn't have anyone at the time to, to do that. Um, so I had to have uh, one of the prize patrol employees at the radio station <laughs> pick me up. So after, after this crazy surgery, I'm bandaged up. I can't see anything barely. And, um, and were you picked just, up in the prize patrol van? No, you know, for, oh. for this story, let's just pretend I was. And the, okay. you know what I mean? There was like, I, yeah, I can only live in a reality where <laughs> a wrap to Durango with, you know, <laughs> dollars all over it. Um, no, it was just a, a regular kind of car. And, uh, but they, but anyway, so that you have to make sure that you're picked up. And then they say, are you, you know, if you want, he goes, we'll give you a, we'll give you a small prescription, uh, of, of, we'll give you some Xanax, you know, a small little Xanax thing. And I said, I don't think I, I'm, I'm not super into the prescription thing. So I'm like, no, nah, I don't really think I'll need that. Um, but yeah, you go in and I, I remember walking in and I remember being, boy, there's a lot of people in this waiting room. <laughs> like, just <laughs> like, it's like, he's clearly like, it's like, you know, McDonald's, it's like a drive through. He's just going right. to, you know, lasers 30 people's eyes today within the course of like eight hours, which is pretty amazing. I mean, it's a pretty amazing thing. He's like curing people's eyesight. So, um, but I, I went in and I don't remember too much of it. I just remember sitting in a room. They finally call me and you go in. And, um, you lie in a chair and it's a very dark room. It's very cold. And you go in and you lie in a chair and, and he goes, I, all I remember is don't move your head. He's like, stay stressed. <laughs> Do not move your, your head and just stare at the little red dot. And they do one eyelid each and what they'll do first is and by the way after i described this you're definitely not getting lasik because it's, oh, a, it's, I've, it's I've a software pretty, two minutes ago yeah um they slice the layer of your eye and they peel it back and then you have to stare into this red dot and the red dot is very sharp and then all of a sudden it gets super blurry and then it sharpens again very very like super sharp and that's how you know you now have um 20 15 vision, whatever it is. And then they do the other eye and, and that's that. And so it's about a 10 minute, 10 to 15 minute procedure. You're in and out. That's the shortest part of the procedure, really. And you just have to hold still for 10 minutes. I can't hold still just on my own for 10 minutes. I know it, but, but I, that's, and that's how I am. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I had hyper and I like to move around, but first when you have the fear of God that you may go blind, if you move <laughs> a, a millimeter, you do not move. Wow. And then you're just ushered into this prize patrol van and taken yeah. to a resort or something. Yes. Right. Exactly. Now, has your vision deteriorated at all since in the last 10 years? No, no, not that, not that I've been able to tell my vision's great. I mean, actually yeah. now that, now that we've been through this conversation that we've talked, you've talked me through this, I'm, and I've been so concerned about a laser going in my eye. I remember not more than six hours ago, a stranger was literally just sticking his fingers in my eyes and pulling my contacts off. Exactly. Uh, which feels probably more dangerous. I I would actually probably like that less only because um, no one's touching your eye. No one's like, and, and some people are like rough and then some right. people are very gentle and you don't know what you're getting. And it, it almost seems like, couldn't you have just done that? Oh, easily. Just ask me to, I do it. Every day, why? <laughs> why did he do it? 
I don't know. And I would, you know, I guess I'm not, it, it was a little glimpse at who I am as a person that I didn't just say, oh, I'm happy to take the contacts out myself. And then he put contacts back in my eyes. Right. I've been wearing contacts since ninth grade. I know. Okay. The wait, situation. He, he sat in the chair and he's, <laughs> he tipped your head back. He didn't even tip it back. How did he put him in? He said, look up. And then he like kind of grabbed look my up. eye. Yeah. He just said, look up. Look up. And then suddenly he's putting contacts in my eyes. Uh, the whole, I mean, uh, the entire situation was very strange. And look, he mentioned that he knew at some point knew Mark Summers. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I don't know if we can even leave that detail in this because I don't want anyone to identify who this optometrist is. I don't think you're, yeah, I don't think anyone is going <laughs> to discover who based on what you've divulged so far. <laughs> you can Google optometrist Mark Summers and you won't get much. Um, it, so the whole process, you know, I've had a difficult, you know, the year of, uh, I've had a difficult dental year. I'm now opening up this box of the eyes. It's like, I, I need Ugh. to find some medical professionals that I can just depend on. I can't yeah. have some guy sticking his fingers in my eyes. My old optometrist was perfectly fine, but it's an extra 10 minutes away. So I make, this is all on me. Yeah, this was a, this was a mistake. This was a mistake. And, <laughs> and look at you. You're not yourself. I can tell you're, you're sad. Just listen to the tone of my voice. Yeah. Like when you signed on, I was like, there's something wrong. Something shifted. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to be uncomfortable. And no. this situation. Also, know. you know what? Another thing about, sorry to interrupt, but another thing that, that I'm so glad I don't have to deal with um, at an optometrist is watching uh, uh, people try on new glasses. It's oh. brutal. <laughs> oh my God. You know, like guys just who have no clue about wearing Carhartt <laughs> shorts and, you know, no fashion sense. And they're trying on these glasses and then occasionally like I remember going to lens crafters and there'd be like someone trying on glasses and they FaceTime like their wife and they're, and <laughs> no, it's just no, like no. this. Oh, it's so sad. It's a really sad, 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 sad thing to witness. It's a very vulnerable place to be trying on glasses and you yes. don't know how they're going to alter how your face looks. No. And if you don't have any sense, sense of style to begin with, you're really just stumbling through the dark and you might put on something that is frightening to other customers. Yeah. Yeah. And then to FaceTime, that's not going to help anything. No one can tell what something looks like over FaceTime. And I agree. It, especially glasses. Your face is a little distorted. It's a very close look at it. You have to bring you have to bring a partner to try on glasses. And then they should have little booths. Why not a dressing room? Right. You try on like pants or something. Right. You get a little booth. It's a very vulnerable, I, I got to the point where I wouldn't even, I would just look and go, that, that seems okay. And then I just walk out <laughs> and if I have to return it, I have to return it, but I'll try it on in the privacy of my car, you know, and like, I just don't want to be that. I don't want to make anyone else feel what I feel when I watch people try on glasses. Right. And just like looking in a mirror in public feels weird. Oh, it's just yeah. something like, oh, I'm looking at myself. I, I'm trying to figure it out. And Everyone else is like, you look terrible. We yeah. all know you look terrible. <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing right. you do is going to improve this. So it's just a sad situation for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Look, Damien. Mm. 
talking about uncomfortable situations and things that I don't want to deal with. You agreed to be on this podcast a little while ago, and I thought, I love Damien. Damien and I have known each other for years now. We've had delicious pizza together. Yeah. We're going to have a comfortable time. We haven't seen each other since before the pandemic. It'll be a nice catch up. We'll move on and uh, we'll continue to lead happy lives. So earlier today, I was a little shaken up. Uh, well, I, I, look, I've been shaken up a lot of times today now that I'm thinking about it. Sure. This optometrist was kind of the I should have just gone to bed after the optometrist. But what are you going to do? It was noon. I got a little package in the mail. I got a little something that was not something I had ordered. It was not something my boyfriend had ordered. My mom had not sent cookies in the mail. This was mm -hmm. something from, it said, care of Damien Fahey, um, but was addressed to me. Or was it the reverse? I don't know. The I never reverse. know how care of works. I didn't either. I was hoping I got, is that a 50-50 chance? <laughs> you, put, you put one name here on the, in the care of, and then, you know, one name on the other side. I don't know the politics. I go, well, you are caring of. for it. You are like caring for it, I think. Right. I guess I'm now the caretaker, um, the unwilling participant in this little, right. little game. Um, anyway, you agreed to be on the podcast. It's called I Said No Gifts. You're familiar. I'm familiar enough with the show. There's obviously a clear directive up mm -hmm. top. Mm -hmm. Can't miss it. Even if your optometrist has gouged both your eyes out, you're not going to be able to miss what's going on on this podcast. I said no gift. So I'm going to pick it up now. It's um, You haven't opened it. It hasn't been opened. It's in kind Good. of a bag that says Born to be Fabulous, which feels like an assault. Wait, are you serious? Wait, that's what it came in? It, it's hard to say. Uh, nobody can say how it ended up in this bag. Um, there are so many mysteries in my life and so many mysteries for the listener. That's kind of the appeal oh. of this podcast is mystery. Um, I hope I'm wa watching you see this for the first time. I have a I feeling I'm not, but that's okay too. Damien, I'm going to say there has only been... To this date, I think one gift that I was aware of before the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Whatever's in this bag, I don't know what's happening in here. And that's why I'm going to ask you, is this a gift for me? That is a gift for you, yes. Should I open it here on the show? I believe you should. Okay, let me get in here. Okay, some tissue. Tissue, yeah. Okay, so I'm pulling it out. There's a, it's now in oh. kind of a priority mail envelope. Oof. Yeah, a little bit of a crude envelope. And yeah, we can now confirm okay. it does say care of Bridger, not care of Damien. That would have, that probably would have gotten lost in the mail. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to get in here. Let's see. Press firmly to seal. Where's my entry point? That's my question with all the There was UPS. a little bit of drama, too, about this because uh, the delivery date was uh, to, between today, the, the day we're recording this, and eight days from now. So I had an eight-day span <laughs> that this may not arrive. And I saw this, and I go, I don't care if this is late. I, we have to... <laughs> He needs this. Yeah. 
I cannot wait to see what's in here. I'm, let's see, I might have to just use my scissors because... Look, I love the UPS. I support the UPS in so many ways. They make so many beautiful stamps. But I will say their priority mail envelope sometimes is a bit of a mystery as to how to open it. I, I agree. Know. There's no rip tear thing that you can I just need a tear, tear thing. I need a little tab. So I've cut it. And then it is tough. tough. It's leathery. You could make a jacket out of this. I'm gonna keep snipping. Maybe I'll just snip near the mic even. Snip, snip, snip. Okay. I think Roy the gift. Okay. <laughs> just absolutely shred the gift. Go shred the gift, cut it in half. No, you can't. Just you can't do that to this. Exit the zoom and go to bed. This is so quality material. This again. Okay, here we go. I've like I caught a glimpse of it, but I don't I have no idea what this Okay, making sure the All envelope right. is empty. Now looking. Yes. <laughs> what is? Oh my god! This oh, is oh. a beautiful sign. I've Isn't okay. Isn't that so nice? I, I, it's gorgeous. Yes. It's a little wood sign with a little piece of uh, like is this twill? It uh, maybe like I don't rope. know. It's rope like a, or it's, something. It's like a rope at a um a white person's wedding that like we would go <laughs> around the mason jar or something right this is uh so there's a picture of a cruise ship going through a beautiful tropical location mm. and then there's some words it says i have no cruise control dot 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 four dots well there's four dots four dots uh, <laughs> i didn't, I didn't notice that i i couldn't ask for more it's a lot of suspense building for what could be next. That's what it is. I have no cruise control. It's like the cruises book themselves. <laughs> yeah. This speaks to me on so many levels. This is I knew you would appreciate it. There are so few people in, in, in my life who would truly appreciate that. And I'm like, <laughs> this is perfect. I love nothing more than a piece of home decor. That is just the just the a black hole of taste. Yes, and this to me is stunning. I love cruise culture. I love you know this is you know we've all seen live laugh love. We've seen it used in a million different. It's dead on Very so many levels. Hacky. I will say in two thousand eleven, I made some friends. A, they were getting married. I made them a homemade sign that said "Giggle, Give, Grow." Um, which I feel like I should make my own. I should start an Etsy shop for that. Um, That's good. Yeah. Because I'm sure it was a shock to their system. And I, uh, God only knows where they keep it in their home, but leaving, giving somebody something like that is kind of, it's kind of sabotage because now suddenly they have this hideous piece of decor that what do you do with it? Right. This just recently where did you get this? Was it an Etsy purchase? No, this was on Amazon. Oh, you're kidding. Yes, I Googled uh, cruise <laughs> and uh, it led me and I hit shopping and it led me to a few shirts, which were uh, just not right. And then I saw this and I go, well, there it is. There it <laughs> is. That's what he needs. We, we share the same affinity for women who are pleased 
very simply the simple pleasures in life, like unlimited lobster, you know, and, and, <laughs> and a magician. And I, there's something really uh, admirable, uh, admirable about that, you know. Absolutely. And I, would, I wouldn't even say I would limit it to women. I would say there are couples. There yes, are good. certainly yeah. gay men. You know, the uh, lack of taste, or let's not even say it's a lack of taste, a, a simple pleasure, a, the, the yeah. ability to just, there it is, there's my I have no cruise control sign. Yep. It's almost enviable. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm I wish I sort of possessed whatever that is. Right. Because I think too much about how I might be perceived. Oh, I don't even know if it's perceived. I just think too much. And right. these people are like, I know what I like. I like a big old ship with a bunch of strangers and screaming children. <laughs> I like a little gift shop, you know, fruit, fresh fruit, <laughs> a, a wine. And I like karaoke. And there you All go. All perfectly nice things. It's the highlight of their year. Yes. Yes. I don't have a single highlight during the year. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, it probably. I mean, these are things I need to get into a therapy, and I frequently do. Yeah. I have. I never have anything to look forward to. I, it's. It <laughs> yeah. gets harder with every passing day. I'm, yes, not, I'm now uh, just totally. Because I'm overthinking every decision. How am I going to enjoy it? I. I'm. I have laser accuracy at just destroying the enjoyment of anything for myself. Oh, at this point. yeah. Mm -hmm. Same as me. I can experience something absolutely wonderful, uh, like objectively great. And I'll feel good for about five minutes. And then the <laughs> thoughts will creep in as to how this could sabotage my entire life. And I'll be homeless under a bridge. I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not being funny. This is how I think. Well, I'm laughing because this is exactly how I feel. Yeah, that this is great now. But this is going to lead to me on the street, no job, <laughs> completely penniless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The catastrophe cycle in my brain is, I mean, I'm probably burning 4,000 calories a day just thinking how something can yeah. lead to catastrophe. Yes. I mean, I started a new job maybe a month and a half ago, and it's been going well. But every time someone asks me how it's going, I say, oh, it's great. But I'm just waiting to see what the bad part of it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which, look, I mean, this is the, and this is the even more dangerous thing about this is I'm able to recognize this about my thought patterns, the way I behave. Mm -hmm. And yet I do nothing to correct it. I mean, I am in therapy, but it's, you know, it's like uh, I'm trapped. I feel truly trapped by some sort of demon in my brain. Yeah. Well, we're also both writers and right. we work in Hollywood and it's a business full of uh, mentally ill people, you <laughs> yes. know, let's be honest. It's just literally a fact. Unstable and very mentally ill celebrities, people behind the camera, you know. I would love, I mean, I, I still fantasize. I think, oh, what if I just, and, and then this just speaks to how dumb I am. I'm like, oh, why don't I open a bakery? And it's because that's an extremely difficult job that requires a talent. <laughs> right. and skills right. it's not just something you pop into <laughs> right 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 but back to cruises you've really nailed it here because probably a month ago i was on etsy looking for a carnival cruise shirt 
I bought one. A vintage Carnival Cruise shirt. Wow. I find beautiful. Oh, my God. But anytime I wear it, I'm extremely conflicted because it's not vintage enough to just look like, oh, that's a vintage shirt. Right. It's probably, it was probably made in somewhere 1994 to 1999. Okay. So it almost just looks like I'm a cruiser. And I don't know how to operate in the world thinking that someone might think I, I have the cruise bug. I understand that. Is the shirt nearby or no? Oh, no. It's in... Uh, okay. The, All right. That's it, fine. I, I wish it were. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to share. I think it's a beautiful... Whoever at Carnival was behind this design really went for it. Love it. It's fun. It's uh, splashy. It... I think it sums up the carnival experience. I've never been on a carnival cruise, but I imagine. Do you remember the Kathy Lee commercials? Yeah. It really captures that energy, I think. It's like kind of an aquamarine. It's got maybe a little cartoon crab on the beach. It's I got love waves. that. That's great. <laughs> That's great. But I understand. I understand your concern. I get that. Yeah. You want right. people to know that you're sort of not poking fun, but just sort of sending up the cruise culture a little bit. Right. And there's, you know, look, cruises are not for me for a variety of reasons. Same. I'll never go on one. I'm not getting on a cruise ship. Uh, I know there's plenty to enjoy there, but for me, first of all, I get seasick. Yeah, that's really important to, to know. Yeah. Second of all, I like to be in control of what I'm going to be eating. When I travel somewhere, I'm going to do months of research finding out what I'll be eating. On a cruise, you have to really let go, and suddenly it's whatever cruise food you're eating, which is... Whatever they pushed onto the boat, yeah. (laughs) Just absolutely shoved (laughs) off a crane onto the ship. A pallet full of, uh, you know, crab claws or... I don't know. Also, everything is so decadent. It's, it, it's hard probably to eat healthy on that boat. And you're on that boat for a week and you're just eating flan and lobster and, you know, like, oh, my God, it's in prime rib. And, and now after COVID, it's like, oh, my God. I can't imagine getting on any outside. I mean, obviously, a plane, you just kind of have no option. And we've like kind of confirmed that they're safe. But the idea, I mean, there were quarantines on cruises before COVID. Yeah. Oh, it was a mess before. Yeah. Right. It's the scariest thing in the world. I can't imagine. But all that aside, if you want to go on a cruise, listener, I support you. 100%. I'm actually jealous that... Right, that you can enjoy it. That you could enjoy it. I couldn't. People would have... First of all, the people. I'd be... (laughs) People just like irritate me, like things they do. And I know I'm crazy for the being irritated by the things I'm irritated by. It's me. It's not them. They're just living their lives, but I'm like, it'll drive me crazy. So yeah. Right. I need to be a little, I just need to be in control of my destiny and be able to know that I can, I can be around people when I want to be, but then I can be doing my own thing. And now I know that people are probably saying, but the excursions, but the, all of the, you know, do it on the cruise. I'm not doing it. I, I also don't know why I'm suddenly defending my, inability to go on a cruise to the wider audience that's true too i do feel well it's because you're having the same thought as me which is oh my god what if someone listening to my podcast a dedicated listener loves cruises and have 
I've I just suddenly turned on my, on myself <laughs> and my podcast and will never listen again. And then, you know, that's one less shirt that you can sell. We were like, you were saying before, or lunchbox or whatever you, you got going on. Lunchbox is galore. No, I, I hear what you're saying. They do let you stop off. I, cause that's sort of the thing when I say, I don't want to be on a cruise for a week on a boat, like all I feel. And they go, well, the ship is huge. And they give, Oh, and by the way, you get off, you know, you get to go into town and, and I'm like, but then my, you know, my eyes on my watch the whole time, how long do we have? And then you, the second you get off the ship, I've seen in Bermuda, people exit a cruise ship and it's like locals selling different wares. See you as like, you know, money like that they could right. so they're, they're going up to you. Would you like a necklace? How about this? How about this? So you're just like, yeah, you're just a, I'd rather sort of blend in a little bit more to right. or, or have a more authentic experience, you know, instead of being dropped off by like, you know, senior frogs or wherever they drop you off. It's like, <laughs> like I want to like an Oceanside know. mall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I just feel like vacation money can be better spent on you pick a single location, you go yep. there, you enjoy everything that location has to offer, and then you go home. Rather than this cruise thing where it's like, I don't know. I, I'm not on board with it. Look, I'm not listener, either. now I, the more I think about this, I think cruises are, there's just better ways to spend money. I'm surprised they're even, were even in, sort of invented or thought of, like, you know, that one person was like, you know what people might like is if we fill the ship with 5,000 people <laughs> and they all ate dinner at the same time. And like, we got one magician, you know, who, isn't good enough to perform on land. We'll put, him on, we'll put him on a boat. I just don't get it. What do you like to do for vacation? Um, I do like going on vacation. I actually need one right now. But what all, I, I mean, oh, I don't want to sound, see, this is going to make me sound very, uh, uh, well, like a dick, you know. But I, <laughs> I, I, like a, I like going to a nice, you know, warm climate, Right. Resort, a nice, you know, four star. Oh, okay. Here we go, resort. listener. We're getting a little Yachts. peek into the life of Damien. Mm-hmm. I need a uh, nice crisp white sheets, um, <laughs> you know, a nice pool area. Um, no, no children. I don't want any children at the pool area. <laughs> um, I need certain kind of music playing at the pool. You know, like a relaxing, I don't like sure. people screaming in the pool. I don't want like a lot of like um, rough housing, like no one under 30 would be good. <laughs> that sounds like a perfectly nice vacation. Yeah, and then I do a bunch of research and I find a good restaurant in the, in the place and then the town. And then you go to the nice restaurant and you have a nice experience, have a nice meal, drink some wine, have a few cocktails, go back to the room. And then that's kind of it. You're someone, I know you go to Palm Springs pretty frequently. That's sort of what I'm... That, yeah, that's a bullseye for me. I love a trip to Palm Springs, and I think it may be actually the closest to a cruise that I will do. Because I think the thing, a thing that appeals to cruisers is they don't have to make a lot of choices. Yeah. Palm Springs, God bless, I love it. A lot of bad food. A yeah. huge amount of restaurants that are... 
probably something that you wouldn't eat in at the bottom of a cruise ship. But there are some good restaurants, and if you can figure out those ones, they become your only option. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to decide about that. It's extremely quiet there. Palm Springs is a pretty quiet town. I like quiet, yeah. Right. I feel like, I mean, everyone has a, something else they want to get out of their pool experience. But for me, I need it to be relatively quiet. Yes. I would like to be able to focus on a book for at least part of the time. Yeah. And then I don't want to be splashed. No. I don't want to, you know, I, I just want a nice, quiet, you know, dip. And yeah. uh, children, I, I don't have children, will not be having children. So I feel like that deliberate choice, I want to be in a space where I can enjoy that choice. I'm, I'm the exact same way. Yes. I, I want to sort of enjoy the, the choice not to uh, have a child. Right. But again, if you have a kid, of course you want to have fun with them at the pool, but they're not my kid. I don't want to have fun with your kid at the pool. No, I don't. And I like kids. I've, you know, I always think, oh, I don't like kids. But I've, every time I kind of am around a kid, for, I'm like, there's things where I'm like, oh, I, I like this kid. You know, I, like, <laughs> I think I do like kids. Um, but I don't want them on my vacation. And also, that's another thing about cruise ships is, it's all children, you know. Families and children galore. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. I, I was at the Avalon once uh, in Palm Springs and there was, and now I call ahead to ask if, if there'll be a bachelor party, bachelorette party. If there'll oh, be a that's wedding so smart. That weekend. Yeah. There was a wedding that weekend and it was, and I'm from Boston. I'm from Massachusetts, an hour outside of Boston, but it was all people from, it was all girls from, Boston. Oh um, and they were doing the, you know, by the pool and the, and the, the music's like kind of tranquil, fun, you know, f- remixy reggae stuff, which is perfect. I walk out in the morning, like, this is going to be just like a day of relaxing. And then they all show up at the same time. And they're like, I'm not even kidding. Something happened with to Tom Brady in the news that, that, <laughs> that day or the day before. And that's all they were talking about. And they were, and they're doing this thing where they're talking, people in the pool are yelling to people on, 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 oh, in no, the chairs. No, no, no. and they're yelling and, and talking and, and laughing. And then of course, the more drunk they get, the louder they get. Yeah. It kind of ruined my, my whole experience. In a public pool, there should be no liquid to land communication. Thank you. I think that that is a very clear rule. If you're in the pool, talk to people in the pool. Right. If you're on land, talk to people on land. I agree. No one should be caught in the crossfire of a screaming wedding goer and their Tom Brady friend. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's just a clear rule. But I, I, people, you know, people. But see, this is the thing where I'm talking about being irritated. That. The thing you just said seems like the norm to me. Seems like a res- right. respectful, considerate behavior way of being, and people don't even consider that. And I'm like, <laughs> what is? Is it me? Sometimes I feel like I've uh, was dropped on the wrong planet. Yeah, just placed in an environment where I cannot thrive because yeah. there are so many obnoxious, loud idiots. Well, I'm so thrilled to have this cruise control sign. I mean, I uh, have so many places I can place this. 
And I now I'm now apparently collecting cruise memorabilia. I now own two different pieces of cruise yeah. merch. What will be next? I don't know. <laughs> I asked you a question. Um, yeah, I don't know. God, that felt very acute, like as if like, what will be next? <laughs> what else is going to show up at my door? Well, it was those four uh, dots that put me in kind of this mood where I just don't know what's going on anymore. It's just I know that is, was very weird. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. <laughs> The four dots. I've never seen four dots before. Of course not. That's not correct. Like two. I feel like, I feel like I've seen two. And that's not I right. think two is... Three, of course, is the number. Ele- yes, the ellipse is sort of the... Yeah, the, there's a term, you know. It's, right, yeah, right. It's been formalized. Yeah. The four the- is... So it's, it's dot, 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 dot. So it's almost <laughs> like it wants to throw you a little bit or keep you off balance, the extra dot for what's coming. And, I, and in this case, I think it like it paid off. It was worth it. Yeah. I love a four dot. I also really appreciate a two dot. No one ever, uh, it really is kind of a deranged looking use of punctuation where yeah. it's, you're like, this is, if this wasn't a mistake, this person, their view of the world is truly out of control. And just, I agree. Uh, what are it's not quite enough for suspense or mystery, but it's not enough to just shut down the sentence. It's like, how is this supposed to be read? Yeah, it's like a timid sort of ellipses. I also think for me, like when I see um, two exclamation points, and one or three seems right to me, but <laughs> two feels weird to me. I don't know if that's if I'm maybe I'm just alone on that, but I'm like two. Put the other one. There's one. You need three. Like the rule rule of three. I don't know if it's like a. I feel like I actually will. I'm going to fight back. Uh, I I never use two, but three almost feel three exclamation points almost feels too thought out, or it feels like too perfect. You know, going on sale. I feel like we're something's on uh, sale. I'm picturing right. like a grocery store sign under new management. Right. Under new man. If you yeah. see a sign that says under new management, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, there is no good can come of that. No. I, that sounds like a warning, actually. Right. Like, like, look, these people who took over this, this dry cleaners, they're crazy. Turn back. Get the fuck. We can't say don't come in here, but just this is the you got to look into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, under new management to me has never meant anything good it either means the restaurant was bad and now it's going to be someone has decided to take over a bad restaurant which is a bad move yes uh or it was good and is now going to not be the good thing you thought it was going to be yeah Mm -hmm. just use the money for that you spent on the under new management sign to buy a new sign for the restaurant pick a new name yeah it's also like um it's a business transaction right you know like it changed hands it's like a it's a business thing so it's like you brett you, the, the the news would never be like um or brad pitt would never get go on the show and be like by the way guys i have a new accountant you know <laughs> like like it's like it's like managerial it's like it's like business like why why are we why are there balloons on this on this vinyl sign who's excited about you know management right. it's like yeah New dishes, new, you know, new, new, um, 
new desserts, you know, new entrees, you know, whatever salad, that's chicken Southwest Baja salad. That's, that brings people in. Right. But like a management, it's like management just means there were problems galore. Yes. Right. And so it's like, well, there's almost certainly haven't solved all of those problems. Right. This business is bad. It's like, look, I know I had a drug problem in the past, but <laughs> I've done some work. Please let me stay at your house for a week. You know, like, like I know right. I, I used to steal. I don't steal anymore. Yeah. Like it's Were like a, you, did you follow the Kugert drama in Los Feliz? No. Kugert is the worst name business of all time. It was kind of a vaguely Mediterranean restaurant on Hillhurst Avenue. It was spelled C-U-G-U-R-T. Okay. Apparently a combination of the words cucumber and yogurt kind of became famous for how terrible that name was. The food was not good. Uh, it was probably, <laughs> I, I would describe it maybe as fun. The food was dot, 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 dot. <laughs> not good. <laughs> um, the owner... She brought a, a, an uneasy energy to every dining experience. But, oh you know, Kugert obviously was struggling. They didn't, they didn't know what they were doing. They tried to switch the business to a new business. I think they tried to rename it Mel's. But they had this giant neon sign that said Kugert, green sign. They just, instead of replacing Kugert, taking the sign down, they just threw one of those kind of fabric signs over it that said Mel's. They did nothing else to change the restaurant. <laughs> the exact same restaurant. Right. But anytime the wind blew, the sign would blow up and Kugert would be revealed <laughs> again. Uh, to no one's surprise, Kugert and Mel's have gone out of business. It's now a hot chicken restaurant. Oh, I know Haven't exactly where in. that is. It's called like... Hot, hot chicks. chicks. Yeah, hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another terrible it's very summer. bad name for there's a chance that the Kugert people are running hot chicks. I can't say for That's sure. True. That's true. Uh, That's true. But they at least had the sense to finally tear down Kugert. I I wonder where those letters ended up. I would love to own the Kugert letters. It's a hard uh, restaurant owning. Seems tough, but I feel like naming a business run Kugert past a few people before you lay down the money for the sign i agree you can do better than cougar damien i think it's time to play a game mm. do you want to play a game called gift or a curse or a game called gift master let's do gift master because i think i've heard gift and a curse before yeah okay we're gonna play gift master i need a number between one and ten from you uh let's go seven okay i have to do a little bit of calculating that's fine while i'm doing this you've got the mic you can recommend something you can promote something Whatever you want, I'll be right back. Oh God, I didn't know I have to. I'd have to be left alone here. Okay, um, I can see him counting. It's just a number between one and ten. What could he possibly be doing? Simple math. All right, that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, shirts available, um, cups, and um, there may be socks uh, available as well uh, on the website. So. <laughs> I should start having the guests promote my thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's not a bad idea. That's how I feel. Honestly, I was going to promote something, but I'm like, I just feel like it'd be a dick thing to do to promote my own stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Buy a nice shirt. 
Damien's very funny. Look up Damien. He, he does. He kind of does it all. He's a writer. He's a DJ. He plays the drums. He's, this is someone with multiple skills, and I'm struggling with, as he's just roasted me, basic math. This is how the game works, Damien. We'll okay. see who comes out on top here. I'm going to name three items, three potential gifts, and then I'm going to name three celebrities, three famous people. You're going to tell me which person you would give which gift and why. Sure. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. The gifts you'll be giving today are a paintball gun. Okay. So that's kind of your, you know, a gun that shoots balls of paint. Sure. Number two, true love's first kiss. So that's more of an experience. This person's going to, uh, you know, experience a, a true love's first kiss. Is that how, is that, yeah, I think that's the phrase. And then finally, another more uh, experience thing, tickets to the rodeo. So those will be as many tickets as you want. And this is just true love's first kiss is in a kiss. It's just a kiss of uh, 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 the first kiss of their life where they actually feel true love. True love. Is that what it is? Uh, okay. okay. Right, right. And you're going to be giving them to the following people. Number one, she's, you know, this person's kind of up and coming. She's made a real splash. Sarah Snook. She plays, do you watch Succession? Oh, yes. Sarah Snook yeah. is the Australian actor. I mean, I'm amazed when someone with another accent is able to do an American accent. Well, Sarah plays yeah. Shiv. Right. Stunning actor. Okay, so got that. Number two, we've got The Weeknd. Musician The Weeknd. Not the... Yes. And finally, we have... Oh, a legend, Ray Liotta. Oh, okay. Actor Ray Liotta. Most recently seen, unfortunately seen in The Sopranos movie, which... Oh. Oh, he's in Chantix commercials? He is in Chantix commercials, yeah. But no, he is in the new Sopranos movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> the Sopranos movie, I've no. only seen part of, and that's kind of where uh, I'm going to end. Okay, okay. I'm going to go, this is pretty e- easy, I think, for... Oh, um, interesting. Sarah Snook gets, I think, True Love's first kiss. Oh. I think she deserves that. Um, over... Ray Liotta in the weekend, I think. <laughs> well, I yeah, I hope. I mean, if she, Sarah, if you haven't already received uh, True Love's First Kiss, here we are. We're manifesting we're it for it. you. We're giving it to you. Yes. And I don't know. I don't even know if I have an ex- explanation for that. It's just a feeling that she gets that. She's someone who seems to be deserving of love. Yes. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's Australian. Yes. She's got it all. She's got it all. Now, the weekend, I think I'm going to give him the paintball gun. Okay. Now, I don't know why. Again, the, I don't really have an ex- explanation for this. I just know it feels right to me. It seems like he would have a lot of fun with a paintball gun. He seems like he's a little mischievous. Also, he takes himself a little seriously. I think he maybe needs to like let loose. I feel like a paintball gun would be good because it'll sort of get him out of his shell. Um, it'll loosen him up a little bit, you know? Right. I can, and I can kind of weirdly picture him holding and shooting a paintball, a paintball gun. gun. 
I'm, yeah. pic- I'm kind of picturing, I feel like he has a music video in Las Vegas where he's yeah. kind of wandering around. I can, my mind can instantly drop in a paintball gun and he's having the time of his life. Exactly. He's probably on some sort of psychedelic. Yes. And now, I mean, a rodeo, perfect for Ray Liotta. I think you'd have a blast. I think I feel so like too. this is, he is kind of an East Coast guy and it doesn't seem like yeah. the sort of thing that he's probably even had the opportunity to experience. Yeah. I think he'd get the whole crowd going, few beers, let loose, you know, get a maybe, you know, he'd do some, some lines from Goodfellas or something for some fans. I don't know. It feels like he could get into a rodeo. Rodeo tickets obviously are a perfect Ray Liotta choice. I think so. They're rugged. They're rugged like him. Paintball is silly and weird like The weekend, and a nice, beautiful kiss where you feel true love's embrace. I think, oh, that just feels so aligned with everything Sarah Snook is. She's just a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Sarah, go off. Find your love. If you haven't already, my heart goes out to you. Damien, this is, first of all, excellently played. Oh. Thank you. I'm so glad Uh, it worked out. Yeah, I am too, because I could easily have cut this podcast short and, you know, we'd just delete the audio. Yes. We have, you know, scrolls and scrolls of past guests who we've recorded with and I've just sent the audio to the trash. Wow, really? Hundreds. Do I know some of these people? Uh, Just hit IMDB, type (sighs) in a letter. And you'll find one of the guests that I've deleted the audio to. Celebrities galore. They don't bring it, right. They don't bring it. People surprise you in the worst ways. Yeah. This is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Emails. Oh, there's another one. Okay. All right. At (laughs) gmail.com. These people are desperate for answers. These people need help. They, you know, everybody needs a little help navigating socially through gift situations whatever life is complicated and difficult and so people reach out to me they reach out to the guest as well you are going to help me i'm not even going to ask this is uh this is the first email it says hi bridger and wonderful guest so that's a nice little compliment for you my dad turns 50 in December, and I don't know what to get him. He invited all of his friends to a concert to celebrate, but I can't be there since I'm in college three hours away. He loves live music, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and the Wizards basketball team. Is that Washington? I feel like that's yeah, I Washington. Think so. I think so, yeah. Uh, he's also a very amateur drummer. Oh, interesting little slight mm. there. Dig it, dad. Yeah. And a workaholic. He doesn't drink or cook and isn't into cars, home improvement, or outdoorsy stuff. So a lot of the typical dad gifts don't fit well. Uh, well, it sounds like this person has a very narrow idea of what a dad can be. Anyway, we don't have the best relationship, but it's, a, uh, but it's been a stressful few months for my family, and I want to show him I care about him. Any ideas for a thoughtful gift? I'm planning to spend 50 to $100. Thanks so much. Love the podcast. Thank you. Wow. Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey, we got to get that budget up. Your dad's turning 50. It's not a dollar a year, Kelsey. No. Well, look, Kelsey is in college. Oh, okay. okay. She may not have, you know, she may be working uh, down at the Qdoba right. Right. Um, or whatever. Limited budget. I can, I'm absolutely. And she also, reading between the lines, she hates this person. Yeah, uh, amateur drummer. Uh, very. He, he's very amateur. Uh, he's going to a concert. She doesn't really know what concert he's going to. She yeah, know we don't, we don't get the band. 
Yeah. She barely knows her father. I think, I think it's probably best if he gets, if she just kind of slowly sort of parts from (laughs) the man who gave her life. Um, He's not for you. He probably doesn't like her. Um, (laughs) You know, so. Kelsey, you're an absentee daughter in almost every respect. Um, You know that your dad likes peanut butter cups and live music, but have not even bothered to inquire as to what sort of music he likes to listen to. So, you know, and then you send it into two strangers who don't know your dad. Now we've removed, there's so many layers between us and your father. Uh, I mean, it would be a miracle for us to land on a, you know, an item between the price of 50 and a hundred dollars. I don't know, an expensive flashlight. I don't just get a maybe just I don't know. I'm trying to think something with the drumming, but like anything between fifty and a hundred dollars isn't going to be a great. You can't even really buy a symbol for for that much. Like it's like right. I, I'm I'm really stumped here, and and I'm I have more of an issue. I don't think she deserves our advice. To be quite honest, <laughs> this she if you're writing in to a podcast asking people you don't know what you should get your dad for his 50th birthday 50 years 50 years on this planet look this is what i'm going to say kelsey you've got 50 to 100 dollars that's enough for a round trip bus ticket you go home pack up your things just clear out the house mm-hmm. hopefully while dad's at a concert yeah this is going to require a little getting to know dad but find out his schedule Next time he's out for the night with the boys, he's off at, um, you know, Van, he's going to see. Uh, we can't say Van Halen. Right, yeah, I was going to say Van Halen. That right. No, no longer an option. He's at whatever version of Motley Crue is, is, he's, yes, is currently he's, touring. Dad is, you know, in the pit at Moshley, at Moshley Crew. That's, you know. No, right. <laughs> this is my daughter, Moshley Crew. Motley Crew. If he's 50 and a drummer, he's probably into classic rock. So let's say he's at a Doobie Brothers concert, you know, <laughs> right? He's at the Eddie Money Show. Yeah. Um, wait for him, dad, to be out of the house. Wait for him to be long gone. You get on the bus. You head to, okay, we don't know even know where you live. Somewhere in within the vicinity of the Washington Wizards. Get your boxes. Get out. Get out. And leave dad with... Whatever, you know, the handful of positive memories he has about your relationship. If there's even that. And I also think that she should maybe when she leaves her room, move dad's drums up from the cold basement and put them in your room. Set them up for the man. You know, bring the posters up, the 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 Playboy centerfolds, tack them on the wall. You know, (laughs) let dad. You know, he's had his eye on your room for years. You've been away. He's been going, when will this person who doesn't understand me? I don't understand her. What is she still doing in my house? She's in college. Legally, I can kick her out. I don't want to go that far, but I want that room for my drums. It's perfect. This has actually come around. I'm glad we we spent some time. Yeah. We got to know Kelsey. We used the scattered clues that she gave us. And we have solved... Not only a gift situation, but I would say a family problem. Yeah, that that probably wasn't talked about. It sounds like there wasn't a lot of addressing the fact that 
no one cares for anyone else in this family. They, just you know, a lot of quiet dinners. Oh, a lot of quiet. Yeah, just the sound of uh, cutlery on porcelain. <laughs> Forks scraping, looking for that last morsel of roast beef. Yes, yeah, scraping and then, you know, it's good, right? You know, just sort of that's the only <laughs> thing that's discussed was the quality of the experience. Kelsey... <sighs> I'm so glad that we've, you know, we've released you and your father. Uh, and I guess ultimately it was good you wrote into the podcast. You wouldn't, uh, you know, no one was going to be able to give you this advice but us. We, or this is honest. This is honest advice. I mean, if you called in, you know, you wrote into a, you know, the another podcast. A lesser you know, the, podcast. A lesser podcast. They probably would have been, well, you could, well, there's a, the Apple has a new uh you know, watch and it's got, <laughs> there's a new, they released 10 new bands and there's rubber ones and the one's leather. And that might be nice for old. We said, look, there's clearly, you know, a crack in the foundation that it's splintered over years. You don't know who your father is. You barely, you're lucky, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to keep going on, but yeah, this is, well, I feel like we did a good thing. Oh, I'm so, I, I feel like a weight has been lifted for people tonight. I feel better now. Yeah, right. I don't you feel less stressed now that you Well, I'll say I felt horrible. You know, after yeah. that letter, I was in a I was in a just a cloud of darkness. Yeah. Absolute just mist that I could not see through. And now it's parted and I'm, you know, I I'll be able to wake up tomorrow and move on with my life. Knowing we did something good. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Damien, I have my cruise control sign. I want to say it out loud again, just for one final. I have no cruise control. <laughs> it's like the cruises book themselves. Was that a, I feel like that was the right amount of time. I think for, so. <laughs> I also think the way you said it, I, it's like, I think that's your mantra. Right. Absolutely. This is when who I am. When things are going forward. wrong, you just, you stop and you take a deep breath and you go, I have no cruise control. The cruises book themselves. I have no cruise control. The cruises book themselves. It's sort of like you're, you know, you're serenity now. This now that I'm saying this, it, I mean, I'm saying this, it does seem just like someone who has, is probably $300,000 in debt. They're explaining to whoever, like, the guy who is from collections has come to take their car and they're screaming this. It's out of my control. <laughs> Damien, I've had such a wonderful time. It's so nice seeing you. It was great seeing you. And now I have a beautiful piece of home decor that hopefully you'll see at some point hanging proudly in my house. I hope so. Listener, look, go book that cruise that you're so mad at me about. That You're so mad at Damien about. You need to unwind on a cruise. Yeah. Yep. Um, the podcast is now officially over. Take care. Great. Bridger, take care. Thank you so much. Damien, I'm going to have the last word here. The podcast is over. The podcast is over. We're drawing to a close and we just <laughs> wanted to say goodbye, right? The podcast is over. And goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. 
It's produced and engineered by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home So how do you dare to survey?